I'm DJ Pat Nasty, and I'm here with Tiny and Dr. Jim. And as always, we have with us from Arizona, Malcolm Marzet. Malcolm, Malcolm, always out on the best coast, the West Coast. Speaking of degrees out here, it is 100 <laughs> degrees. It is, <laughs> it is very hot out there. Speaking of heat and West Coast, we have the we NBA go. Finals, the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Miami Heat right now. Uh, the series we all predicted uh, coming into this, I think we all predicted the Lakers winning uh, in one form or another. I don't think any of us had it going to seven. I believe most of us had it at either five or six. And in the preseason before the season, we all had Lakers winning it, I believe. I'll have to go check the tape on that. I'll put it in the bio of this episode if one of us picked the Clippers for some foolish reason or the Bucks. But the Lakers, you know, they seem like a team of destiny just because of the way Anthony Davis and LeBron James have been playing uh, throughout the NBA playoffs, dominating teams that have been very formidable uh, in terms of the Rockets and the Nuggets. Uh, the Rockets, you know, the small ball technique was a, a precursor to what they've had to face against the Bam Adebayo-less Miami Heat in game two and three. Uh, but they easily dispatched the Lake, uh, easily dispatched the Rockets on the way to the Western Conference Finals, easily dispatched the Nuggets after a 3-1 series lead. And, you know, to this finals we're in, they're playing the underdog Miami Heat. I personally felt coming in as a Miami Heat fan, we did have a big chance uh, to pull the upset and be a Dallas Mavericks like team or a Detroit Pistons like team. Uh, But it just didn't go that way uh, so far. You know, we don't know. Jimmy Butler could have a LeBron James like run against the Warriors, but I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, But Bam Adebayo's injury, I think, uh, really, really put the nail in the coffin. But I mean, Goran Dragic, everyone, you know, not emphasizing how big of a deal his injury is, is minimizing the issue that the Heat are facing without him. He was the leading scorer for Miami in these playoffs. I mean, he is who the Heat turned to to get a basket, a drive to the lane to score that tough two points, to switch the momentum. It was a lot of Goran Dragic. And And, you know, Miami, this series, you've had a lot of role players uh, come up small. Duncan Robinson in particular, not being able to show his uh, three point shooting prowess, really. Uh, And he's got a great quick release, but he just kind of seems nervous and a little bit shook. Uh, You have, you know, Tyler Hero. He's been great at some points, but he's also had some big turnovers and some big rookie mistakes. But he's 20, you know, Magic Johnson wanted it 20, but that's Magic Johnson. So you you've got all of these compounding factors uh, that lead to the Lakers just being able to show dominance through their one two punch and 
uh, LeBron and AD, but you also have excellent three-point shooting uh, from the team throughout in game one and game two. Uh, game one was a historic night of shooting. Game three, they really missed a lot of shots. Uh, Anthony Davis was in foul trouble and looked lethargic early in the game. They kind of came on towards the second half. Uh, and then game four, the second half, they just blew it out uh, with LeBron having a tough first half, just coming on to the second half. And I mean, the Lakers are doing what we thought the Lakers would do, I honestly think. But, um, you know, in terms of how we thought the Lakers would get here, I want to start with our resident Laker fan. I think he may be turned into the sun now. He might be a child of the sun since he's in Arizona. But Malcolm, you've been watching the Lakers for years. Kobe Bryant, you know, passed away this year. It's a huge loss to the Lakers nation nationwide. Uh, if the Lakers didn't win this championship or don't win it again, we've got still the games left to play. But if the Lakers didn't win this championship, do you think that, you know, it would just be the season? There would be no acceptance of success without an NBA Finals trophy. One, because they've got an AD, but also two, just to commemorate the legacy of Kobe Bryant and all that he meant in the Mamba mentality, everything that these Laker players and executives and coaches have been preaching over these past few months about Mamba mentality and hyping so much up about Kobe Bryant's legacy of winning. Do you think that them losing this finals would just be like an utter seismic shift in the NBA? Or do you think if they would have lost that, you know, they would have chalked it up to fate? Um, well, before I answer that, because I do want to dive into that, I would say I'm more of a son now, but I've always been watching. There's an interesting, weird um, connection between Miami Heat and the Phoenix Suns, especially mm -hmm. when you cross over Goran Dragic starting off out here oh, yeah. behind Nash. Like, mm -hmm. people underrate his ability for real, for real. Um, <laughs> he, him being there is a blatant error for them, especially. Um, I, I want to add on a little bit to your Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. You're just watching them grow up before your eyes. Oh, yeah. Really similar to yeah. Kobe when he first, first started. He had air balls in well, the playoffs. I and see that Duncan Hero. Robinson was undrafted. It, it's it's okay. Uh, oh, future is bright for them. Yeah. But um, I don't think LA would be too quick to pull the trigger on the collapse. I think they'd run it back again. Like, mm -hmm. I think if I anticipate, if we anticipate they win, I think they're a big candidate to go back to back. Um, if anything, potentially ending on a three-peat with James retiring then and there. Um, mm -hmm. That's still kind of up in the air because I don't well, see Well, he does want, he, he does want to play with his son, Bronny, who's right, 16 right. now. You see how that will go, but I think, yeah. he I think he might tie Jordan, but um, they wouldn't collapse it. They'd run it back. They got Davis. They got James for the next three years. They got Davis mm -hmm. until he becomes a free agent. Well, I wasn't really um, talking about them yeah. blowing up the core too, but just more so uh, it just being kind of a feeling of collapse. I don't think they would change that. I mean, contractually, they couldn't. The, both of them are locked into huge deals. Well, they, haven't been, they haven't been anywhere for the past 10 years, Pat, mm -hmm. you know? Like, oh, yeah. 2010 was their last championship, you know? Truly. So it's, 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 there is pressure, but it's not that much pressure. Now that they've gone mm -hmm. to the finals, they've showcased what they've done. Now it's uh, expected they go to the finals again and potentially go mm -hmm. back to the fourth Three. That's well, how it goes. Well, I also real quick point. want to pose to you before uh, we jump mm -hmm. to Jim. Do you think that this this season?
reason would have affected if you, let's say, if you have the loss, do you think it would have affected LeBron or Anthony Davis more? And if you have this win, do you think it's going to affect LeBron or those role players would have been gone and they bring in a CP3 or Victor Oladipo. They really, really, really reload. Mm. Um, But right now, um, those guys, the Kuzmas, the Danny Greens, the Popes, even Rondos and Howard to a degree are kind of sitting pretty and Markeith Morris are all sitting pretty because they're in the finals. So it looks good, but I think I still anticipate changes happening over the offseason regardless. And I want to throw this to all three of you uh, on top of your feelings and uh, everything about the finals. Uh, with you, Malcolm, who do you think has the most to gain if the Lakers do win the championship, LeBron or AD out of this uh, finals? Um, it's LeBron. Mm-hmm. It's one more step chasing that that guy. Okay. It's one more step to chasing that guy. And that's all I want to say. I, I definitely want to pass it to the others. Uh, yeah, Jim, how did you uh, – what are your overall thoughts on the – yeah, what are you, the sit-out, though. Yeah. yeah. Jim, what are your overall thoughts? And uh, who do you think has the most to gain out of the Lakers duo of LeBron and AD in terms of winning this championship? Um, I think, you know, to answer the second question, um, neither has like the most to gain. The entire team, everybody involved in this has the most to gain, you know, even all the way down to like bald man Caruso. Um, but, you know, LeBron, like Malcolm said, like this will install one more trophy in the trophy case um cement that legacy uh ad i think uh gains some professional uh cachet you know in the event that you know after his contract is up or whatever uh, with la that he could move on to another organization and command a Mm -hmm. ridiculous salary um i think you know as for how the playoffs here are gone and now you know that we're kind of rounding down the finals um we all four of us i think expected that LA was going to be here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I think that uh, we all sort of disagreed on who was going to be coming out of the East because, you know, the East is just such a It a was a toss-up. It was a real toss-up this year. Um, and that played out, you know, on the court before our very eyes on TV, and it was awesome to watch. Oh, very uh, awesome. To be honest, I yeah. want to talk about that a little bit. Why is <laughs> um, he defensive player of the year over Anthony Davis? <laughs> I mean, that's a whole nother show, that's Malcolm. That's a <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. But that is a very good point to make. Anthony Davis excluding a lot of MVP voting and excluding a lot of Defensive Player of the Year voting. But continue, Jim. Well, you know, but like it is a regular season award. So I guess that, you know, has something to factor into it. Um, That's what a lot uh, of people have said. Yannis played fewer games. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in terms of, um, you know, one thing I think, like Pat, you asked us this, like, or uh, Tiny, you did, you know, like, what did you expect, or at least is this? finals this playoffs like meeting your expectations or you know what what's going on here and I think that it fully is meeting my expectations it's been a ton of fun to watch um uh you know game one um was an absolute rock fight I just so physical out and out wrestling match uh that you know comes down to what bam like you know injures his shoulder and so he's gone so Miami's only real answer to the size of the Lakers front court is excised from the proceedings um you know, uh, for 
at least the next, you know, the next two games. So it's, it's one of these things where, um, you know, they're doing the best with what they have. Um, furthermore, it's very much kind of like a Thunderdome sort of scenario, <laughs> right? It's like last yes. man standing. We're all in this together. Uh, and, and, you know, we're going to quite literally, uh, fight this out. Um, to the death. exactly. Uh, so it's, yeah, okay. it's been enormously okay. fun to watch. And I will, you know, I want to give kudos, I guess, to the NBA, like television schedulers for putting game five here on, on Friday night. So that yep. it's not against, you know, an NFL game, giving the players a few more days off so that maybe, you know, injured guys on, on the heat, um, get a few more hours of, of PT and, you know, rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a ratings play, Jim. It's a ratings play. Yeah, I like it. Well, of course Friday, it's a ra- Friday and Sunday are like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course it's a ratings play. Uh, but it's, I guess, kind of like a serendipitous or happy, you know, coincidence that they could elect put this game into a Friday slot, you know, between NFL Thursday, college football Saturday, uh, Sunday or Saturday, and then, you know, NFL, NFL uh, Sunday, Sunday yeah. so that everybody gets to watch it. Well, I love t- it. I love it. Well, Tiny, yeah. what was your uh, big takeaway on how you felt about the finals in general? Did it meet your expectations, like you said? And also, I want to know, uh, who do you think had the biggest, you know, biggest gain from winning this championship out of LeBron or AD? Or you can honestly speak to what it means for both of them if you want. It's your so, choice. Um, yeah, I love that. I love, I'll start with that because um, I love that line of thinking. Um, and if I'm picking a winner, LeBron gains the most because mm-hmm. uh, as Malcolm alluded to, it's a legacy thing. Definitely. Uh, so he, he gains the most and it'll be the third team he's won with where he's literally like the leader. Oh, he's the mercenary of all mercenaries. Robert, Robert Ori won with multiple teams, but he was, but he was in the background. He was big shot. Never forget that shot at Sacramento. I mean, it's it's not the same. Mm -mm. Um, So LeBron, I do think gains the most uh, legacy wise, but, but what AD gains, I think is um, a first championship, which has to feel amazing. Yeah. Much needed for and, him. and a big part of it. Uh, someone say he's going to win the MVP of the series. Uh, he's been amazing on both ends. Um, he had eight offensive rebounds the other game. Like, like insanity, ridiculous. Yeah, and like, he's and he's hitting threes. He's like quiet about it too. He's not creating a stir. Um, but what what he also gains is uh, something that I was thinking about randomly. Uh, he gains. He gets out of the uh, Barkley, Ewing, Malone, Stockton yep. uh, club of exactly. great players. Exactly. that never won it. Yes. So he gets that he gets that ring, that monkey mm-hmm. off his back type thing. So again, they both gain a lot and Davis is going to gain a huge contract depending on what he wants to do. Um, oh, yeah. But as opposed to talking about the future of the Lakers, mm-hmm. I'll just kind of like what I've seen in the series overall and what I expected. So it is gone as expected for me. I didn't expect the injuries um, and that, that that was obviously huge. But uh, what I expected was um, the Lakers to have like a significantly higher ceiling. Yep. So if they play well, they're going to win. Oh yeah. And, and we've seen that in three out of the four games so far. Uh, there was that game when James had a no turnover triple double or almost triple double. It's like, dude, like, and then Davis also had 34 on top of that. Like, 
you're not going to do that. So the game that the Heat did win, it took a heroic, legendary effort by Jimmy Butler to yes. win a close game. Mm-hmm. So that's what I expected was if the Heat are going to somehow pull this off, they have to be lights out and the Lakers might have to come down a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a guaranteed theory, but that's kind of like what I'm seeing play out overall. Uh, the Lakers are just, uh, they're, they're so big and their role players are knocking down threes. KCP was so clutch. Uh, Rondo's played great. Uh, Markeith Morris is hitting shots. Danny Green's hitting enough shots. He's not lights out like he was on the Spurs that one year, but but he's yeah, all when, yeah. when when you when you watch the game, it's just uh, Miami is really playing well. Uh, they're young guys, Hero and Robinson again. I think mm-hmm. Hero's been especially impressive, but both of them have been great. But it's just it just feels like it's just not enough unless they get some kind of break. Yep. Uh, but as as a three one series, it has been super entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it when LeBron goes like LeBron mode. Uh, that's been yes. really fun to watch. He's you guys all we all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He just kind of yep. like, oh yeah. On, on any up. given possession, he's like, no, I'm I'm gonna take it to the yeah. rim and it's not gonna be stopped. <laughs> Try to stop. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's complaining so, a lot though. <laughs> he is getting. And crazy. then I think a really early. I thought of this and I wanted to talk to you guys about it. A really early tar- turning point in the series was that game one, mm-hmm. uh, first quarter, where Miami seemed to come out and uh, you know confuse him with that defense that uh, um, all the opponents in the East. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. it felt like the Lakers figured it out. Oh, the backline penetration was fucking and then, insane. And then tiny. just from that point forward, they scored like an immense. It was like the, the varsity. They, they scored so many. Points it was like the varsity the practicing the with the JV. It was a joke. Yeah, it was a clicked. joke. The Jimmy just and, picks up, just runs on the backcourt yeah. back line. The back yeah, line killed us. That's how you defeat a zone. They didn't even have to run like a flex of anything. They didn't have to yeah, run Bob offensive was, plays. They literally just played. You come up under the basket and slam it in. It's it yeah. was a joke with Dwight oh, Howard and Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. You can't put Kelly Olenek out there. You can't put Miles Leonard out there. Solomon Hill's stronger than both of them. <laughs> like it was a fucking joke. The offensive liability. So it's like I, uh, like I shout I shout this at my TV all the time when I'm watching college football. Um, it, it's weight room. This yep. is a problem of weight room going on right now and that is that has been the theme well Miami for every is, single game Miami I think is as fit if not you know more fit they just don't have the athleticism and the size I think, I think also it's they don't you have, have the guys, size the Lakers have LeBron and Rondo who have mm-hmm. such terrific vision and they're mm-hmm. both have the ball in their hands a lot against a zone with yep. those big guys down low like they're gonna get good shots and they and they continue to get good shots and the shooters or the there's layups and threes like that have been happening so often and especially once bam went out it was like let's fucking go like it was too easy well oh yeah and and i give it to the miami heat for keeping up on offense i really do like i mean they were in it in the last game they had a chance to win they just let it slip with the um called pope threes just really buried them and uh just going too deep on pick and rolls with lebron letting lebron make take and make those deep threes really put the nails in the coffin but before we go into the nfl uh the the last thing i want to talk about with this uh final series malcolm alluded to it when 
I asked him who he thought uh, gained the most from this was the role players. You know, let's not forget uh, talking about team guys that have won championships or might win with three teams. Danny Green. He, this could mm-hmm. be his third team. Spurs, Raptors, Lakers. That's, you know, pretty impressive for him to be a strong role player on three different championship teams. Uh, JaVale McGee could get a second ring. I know. Rondo could so be great. the first ever player to play on the Celtics and the Lakers and win a championship with both those wow. teams. First ever player to do that. And then the big one that we all know, Dwight Howard, getting a championship ring, reigniting the talk about his name and, you know. On his second tour with that team. That's the right. big point. And, you know, a lot of people throw dirt on Dwight's name quick. But, you know, we legitimately in 2009, 2010, we're talking about, would you rather start a team with LeBron James or Dwight Howard? That was a real conversation people had because he was just so strong and so poised to be dominant at that time in basketball's era. But, you know, he could potentially roll this into a Hall of Fame bid down the line. He's also also played for uh, both your team and our team and my team. He's been a wizard and a hawk as well. He has. Yes, he has. Yeah. He needs to come to Miami and just finish it out and play for all of us. (laughs) Solidifies his his Hall of Fame because he has the number. Yeah. But that one thing is like personality a little bit goes into it, but then also Mm -hmm. the championship. Championship and you got the numbers. The respect will be there, definitely. But I hope he goes 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 into the Hall um, as a uh, magic player. That would be absolutely the greatest thing ever. We'll see what happens. Another super cool stat, I believe. I heard it multiple times is if and when or if the Lakers win, it ties them with the Celtics for most total championships. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's that's 17. 17. That's cool. Well, those two franchises hold over half the NBA championships, like just those two. The rest of the league is them and then the rest of the league. But no, legitimately, the Dwight Howard story and I think the Rondo story, Rondo getting picked off the trash pile because he was like people threw Rondo out and Mm -hmm. that man can play and Mm -hmm. people forgot about it. But anyways, uh, we'll watch the last game of the series, most likely uh, coming up here tomorrow night, uh, which will be Friday night. Hopefully it'll go to game six. Malcolm and I want a game six. Uh, We'd all like a game seven. If that could happen, that would be magical. I would would be really fun. I would like a heat championship if I could, but you know, I haven't, I I haven't sold my soul or anything. So I don't know. Game seven would be epic. Game seven Mm -hmm. would be insane. Jimmy Butler might actually kill someone. I don't know, but there's going to be riots in both cities either way. Speaking of killing people, the NFL, uh, we are starting week five and the NFL has a lot of potential deadly virus spread in and amongst its ranks as we see teams continuing to battle with COVID-19 and outbreaks from various teams. The Titans back in the mix after also having an NFL investigation and their players not following protocol from the NFL. But I want to throw to our very own Dr. Jim, not a medical doctor, but he's he's a doctor. But (laughs) Dr. Jim, what do you have for us on our update on the NFL situation regarding with the COVID-19 outbreaks and teams and games being rescheduled? Well, uh, really just, I think, two games were affected this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, It 
least so far. Um, the the Denver New England game yeah. uh, was moved off of Sunday into Monday because uh, one of New England's um, well their top cornerback uh, Gilbert Gilmore uh, in yep. fact tested positive from USC. He's a Gamecock. Yeah. Never forget it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> Carolina. Um, but he, uh, yeah. So with that positive test, they're going to kick this uh, game back by what about twenty eight hours or so. Um, and then the uh, Tennessee game, uh, they're playing Buffalo. Uh, Shefty was reporting a couple of hours ago today, Thursday, that it's getting moved back to Tuesday, which will be interesting because, you know, that'll be the first NFL game yeah. on a Tuesday since what, yeah, like bro. 1996 or seven. Um, I think when a blizzard came through on a Monday night game. Yeah. No, um, it's, and it will be the first so, Tuesday game of the COVID season. I mean, we were expecting things like this to happen. Happen, uh before we went into the season so yeah and even then you know this Tuesday schedule for the Tennessee game comes with all of the necessary you know caveats and, and asterisks that the you know Tennessee needs to demonstrate that uh, people are no longer testing positive uh that you know they've been properly quarantining which of course they weren't nope. um, over the week that that, <laughs> that the outbreak occurred yeah um so you know as we have said before on this show uh Player safety is player and staff safety is, you know, front and center, first and foremost, uh, the priority here. Um, but that it will, you know, seeing how the NFL, the league office is yes. going to respond to situations like this uh, right now, at least, you know, all the league office has done is sent a strongly worded letter out to everybody um, threatening that, you know, a breach of protocol like this could result in a forfeiture of a game. Um, so there was a, a, you know, a very good write up. Uh, over at defector.com uh, uh, yesterday that pointed out that the NFL really isn't going to realize the danger of the situation or at mm -hmm. least uh, you know, the anxieties, I guess, around the situation until it starts losing money. Mm -hmm. But it's not that the NFL league office is going to be losing money, but rather that when the owners start losing money, right? So that if Tennessee is forced to forfeit the game or even further, uh, has to cancel the rest of their season. Yep. Um, that affects the Tennessee owners, uh, their wallet directly. Yep. And so, you know, think about like if there was an outbreak on the Cowboys and uh, they were forced to forfeit games or even the season if Jerry Jones stood up and just started stomping his feet and yelling about this thing, you know, he holds so much clout among NFL ownership oh, yes. that, um, it, it, again, it all comes down to money. And like we've said many times on this show, the NFL is going to be the absolute worst league organization sport to, to play the sport and at the same time try to mitigate and deal with a deadly global pandemic virus. Yes. If they were, if they had superb relative, it would be most likely to have an employee die during the COVID yes. pandemic. Uh, but, you know, we we've known that this the NFL is just not going to be as stringent with their policies. We discussed in the last show how there could be could have been rather a bubble system in place. There was time. There was plenty of money. There was plenty of, you know, people to think of things like that. But it just seems like the NFL's kind of just running 
ruckshot and saying uh, we're going to ignore things for the most part. But I personally think Tennessee should have to forfeit their games. I think that that should be a punishment on their aspect of their team from their organization. If you don't have enough discipline not to sit your ass at your house for your job and for Mm -hmm. your damn family, then, you know, we're not we're not talking about, oh, someone got caught smoking weed. No, you got a fucking virus that's going to affect your lung capacity for the rest of your life. How serious does the NFL want to take a global play? Um, And I think that forcing a team to forfeit a season for breaking protocol like this is not as hot of a take as people otherwise might think. Yeah. Um, No, I know. Like there needs to be a very stringent, rigid form of punishment in place for teams that are endangering not just players, but like ancillary staff. Um, The staffs around these teams are much larger than the 53 players that are out there on the field uh, every weekend, Uh, you know? And so how, again, how seriously do they, does the NFL want to take this thing? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, again, we could have an episode every week about the NFL in different moral and ethical violations. It's not a great sport to watch if you're a fan of moral and ethics in general. Uh, But, you know, we're all in the beast. It is what it is. Uh, But we're going to now go and talk about the upcoming week of NFL play from Sunday to weirdly Tuesday now. Uh, Week five of the NFL. Uh, It's got a couple of different storylines coming in. We're all going to give our game of the week, uh, starting with me. Uh, And of course, we all know where this is going. Falcons and Panthers, baby. The game of games, a game for people to not ever really care about because it is going to be bad. I mean, if you've seen the Falcons defense this year, you've asked yourself, is that a college defense? And you're wrong. It's a high school defense because the Falcons defense is one of the worst defenses I have ever seen in the history of watching the sport of football. I said this, I believe, to Malcolm that this Gamecocks team and this Falcons team are the worst teams that I have seen in 20 years for both of them. Now, Atlanta, the Braves, the Bra- I don't I'm not a Braves fan. I'm a White Sox fan. That's a whole nother tragic incident in and of itself. Save it for off topic, Malcolm. But but the Falcons Panthers is my game of the week. I think it's going to be most likely more of a shootout. I think Robbie Anderson, Calvin Ridley are both going to have pretty big games. Uh, I say that because I have them both starting in my fantasy roster. And I would like them to have big games. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan is missing more balls than he ever has in any season past. All you super stats nerds that say, oh, Matt Ryan's got all these fucking pass yards and touchdowns. He is inaccurate. He is a failure. He is not a leader of this team. Dan Quinn needs to be fired. The running game needs to be established with Todd Gurley. We're the only team in the NFL to have all first round draft picks on the offensive line. Look it up. It's a fact. Every one of our O-linemen are first round draft picks and we fucking suck. Tiny, what is your game of the week? Are we just doing game of the week or are we doing all three? (laughs) 
do well let's go ahead and do all three yeah. if we we'll, we'll yeah, go we'll, ahead and go and do we'll all come three back to you for your other clock well let me i'll um, just go ahead and knock them both out and then we'll go to right, you. knock it out then. yes so knock my lock out. my lock this week of course is going to be chiefs over raiders we said the raiders are paper tigers i think Mahomes is going to have a big game unless covid derails the game in some way and mm-hmm. my upset of the week i'm going to have uh the Bengals upsetting the ravens i do not believe in the baltimore defense and Lamar Jackson has had an illness and a knee issue. Is the illness COVID? We don't know because some of the NFL teams don't release things. So Lamar might, said it was a stomachache. We'll see so what happens. Whatever a stomachache is. We'll see what happens. But I don't. That's a, that's a strong take. I don't. I think that the Bengals like with Joe Mixon's strong running game recently and Higgins coming out playing well for the Bengals and Joe Burrow in that backfield. Joe Burrow, I think I and this is my other take. I think Joe Burrow uh, is going to be everything people thought Baker Mayfield was going to be uh, in terms of potential because Joe Burrow can be that guy. I'm high on the Joe Burrow train. Tiny game of the week. No, lock no, and AJ upset. AJ Green's good. AJ Green's yeah. worthless this year, Malcolm. Tiny. Yeah, he's washed. He's washed. All right. My game of the week is in fact what we were talking about or Jim was talking about Titans Bills and it is partly because of it surrounded by so much controversy but also what's not being talked about is they're both undefeated Mm -hmm. Uh, the Bills are 4-0 the Titans are 3-0 the Bills are looking at a possible resurgence uh, and by resurgence I mean from 1988 through 92 I guess classic Jim Kelly they're playing really well up there Um, all their drafting and rebuilding is working out and and that young quarterback is honestly one of the best fantasy quarterbacks right now, as far as I as far as I can tell. So he's oh, yeah. a ton of fun to watch. Josh Allen. So fun. there's that. Yeah, Josh Allen is 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 a pretty cool player. And the Titans, you know, it's easy to forget that they went to the AFC Championship game last year. So I'm Derek I think uh, although they're not household names or historic franchises, uh, Bills Titans both being undefeated might actually be the game of the week. Um, and it's on Tuesday, and I'm stoked to watch football on a Tuesday, uh, even though it's because of the virus which is sad but moving on um my lock was gonna be casey and that's you, you gotta take that pick wise but since pat already mentioned it <laughs> um my new lock is uh malcolm's arizona cardinals over the jets that's oh, a good and pick game of the week that's that can fine you can still be your game of the week but i mean the jets are they're all pathetic mm-hmm. imagine like liking football and living in new york it's fucking sad like uh, like I'm a Falcons Joe fan. Started. I'm a Falcons you know fan, like, but I even feel bad for Jets fans. This bad. Or like a guy that's like, I kind of like the Jets and the Giants. Like, the guy <laughs> you know, like he just has tickets to the stadium and he roots for them every week. Like, so you just, so you just like, describe John Trotta. He like brings his kid to like bond with him, and the kid's like, "This sucks. Let's leave." You know, <laughs> willing like, to expose myself to the plague to see the Giants and the Jets. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's my lock. Fire As a, Marshall like, Bill. <laughs> if we ever post our picks, it's KC because duh. But like that's what I wanted to talk about yeah. with Jets Cardinals. The picks will be posted, Tiny. Don't yeah, you doubt it. 
I know. I, I don't know. Uh, in my upset, actually, uh, to go against Pat's violent hatred of bird rant, I actually have the Falcons <laughs> maybe upsetting the Panthers. Because, you know, the Panthers and the Panthers, the, the Falcons have had leads in games. And they, and do they have blow everyone. <laughs> That's the worst argument ever, Tidy. That's the but worst they argument. They've points. had leads. <laughs> I, would, I would say that somebody has to win this game, but the NFL allows for ties. So maybe they, they, they might tie. Well, they're 24 24. I'm calling I also it right chose now. It because there's a lot of like technically upsets that I could have picked. Like the, the Cowboys are one in. No, the Cowboys are a favorite. Never mind. But, like there's a few like one win kind, of, two kind of upsets. Teddy but Bridgewater's I wanted to say that the Falcons might like have a chance this week. So. <laughs> There's my picks. Uh, so I'll throw it to a Falcons fan to disagree with me. Uh, Jim. <laughs> um, if I were a the problem, better. points, by the way. That's the problem. They if I were, That's the problem. <laughs> if I were laying money um, on uh, anything this week in the NFL, I would stay far, far away from uh, Falcons Carolina. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, you could entertain uh, betting on the over uh, mm-hmm. if you want, uh, but Again, you can light money on fire as well and probably have fun. as much fun yeah, uh, doing that pastime. Um, but the over there uh, that I'm seeing, at least from Vegas, is 53 and a half, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, the Falcons have been involved in over unders all season that are 50 plus points and they've hit on uh, all of them. Uh, but at any rate, uh, my game of the week, uh, I'm always going to elect to uh, recommend the highest over under. And so our highest over under this week is 57 points for Minnesota at Seattle. Um, okay. Neither team plays a whole bunch of defense, um, especially passing defense. That's so sure. I would expect Russ uh, to have a day. Uh, one thing I think that kind of worries me about taking the over on this is that Minnesota has not yet thrown the ball more than 30 times in a game yet this season. And this includes games in which they have been playing from behind down two scores twice this season. Because they, they don't still have Stephon Diggs. Well, I mean, they have the, like, and they have Thielen, um, but they also, you know, have like, you know, their backfield um, is what it is. So uh, I don't know that this game necessarily would hit the over at 57, but I do think that it is going to be a fun shootout. Uh, oh, definitely. So that's, yeah. That's going to be my game of the week, I think. Um, my lock, uh, I'm going to take Dallas over the Giants. The Giants are miserable. I know this is happening you know, up at the Meadowlands, uh, but that, you know, we've got what, a 50 54 point over under uh, Dallas is favored by eight, um, you know, as the away team. Um, so I, I, I like that. Just, you know, if you could, but the slam, Giants like, could take the NFC East lead, potentially they're just in the shadows. Tiny knows I what mean, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. You, you oh, right. Tiny nobody's going to have a winning record. We yeah. know that we that's called why, it on here first. Yeah. That's why Dwayne Haskins got benched is that, you know, Rivera saw that they had a, a chance to, to win the, the whole NFC episode. <laughs> That's totally different. Like that. um, but I would um, I would take probably uh, the Giants to cover plus eight. Uh, but I will um, uh, for the betters out there. Uh, I would if you can find like a Dallas straight up uh, win, then I would pick that. Uh, my upset though, um, I'm going to say that Jacksonville defeats Houston. Okay. Uh, I know that this doesn't on wow. paper maybe look like an upset. You know, both teams are. I think kind that's of in a the good dumpster. upset. Uh, they're both one and three. Uh, but at least you know Houston. Oh, no. No, Houston's 0 
and four. Oh, they're oh, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> Houston's over. They yeah. lost their little fucking dimple chin man left Houston. Yeah, um, yes, and Parker I now is the coach now. Yeah, Cornell's know, like, the coach. In, in, in listening to you know a lot of like sports NFL radio, which I do not uh, recommend whatsoever. Uh, you should listen to this podcast. But yes. um, you know, yeah. in listening to a lot of like the narrative surrounding the team, like with mm-hmm. the firing of O'Brien, the that like all of a sudden now, now you know there's this new story and all the players are going to rally around like a new coach and everything. Nah. Um, I don't know that they're necessarily ready for that. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead. Yeah. And slam uh, Jacksonville beating uh, Houston in Houston. Good pick. Jacksonville's got an excellent running back. I think what's his name? Robinson, James Robinson, uh-huh. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I actually got a name right. Usually tiny has to correct me on those. Uh, but Malcolm, finish us up game. with your game of the week. Your locks and of your upset. Y'all gaffled everything. So I'm going to roll with my lock for this week is going to be Pittsburgh over Philly at okay. home. People are underwriting uh, ben, Big Ben's coming back. I think he might get comeback player of the year. Either him or Cam. It's kind of up in the air. Um, that's my lock. All right. Mm-hmm. And my upset for this week is is Miami over um, the 49ers. Mm. I, I really am. I'm, I'm kind of biased towards Miami's coach, but I, I kind of like what they're building. People have told me I'm mm-hmm. a year ahead. A year ago, I was on Buffalo. Now I look at Buffalo, so I'm on Miami this year. So might not be this year for them to do any type of damage, but uh, I think they could. I think they that that's a favorable matchup for them. And my game of I the like week is since it was taken from me. The uh, the Cardinals one. I'll go to the um, Colts and Browns. Even though this Thursday night game might have also been my other one, but uh, we're watching it now. Yeah. Colts and Browns, two most hated quarterbacks <laughs> in the league. People don't like them. Yeah. They talk about shit, um, and they're both playing good ball. That's something that you can't be denied. Uh, they're no, that it is. And I think this this might be one of those shootouts that might happen. Um, it has potential to go really well. And uh, I I got um, I actually got Cleveland kind of rolling with the Browns. I'm kind of liking what they got though. And shout out um, also to the Colts to the Colts defense. The Colts defense oh, has been dude. playing what is above it, Leonard, and beyond. Or is it Ingram, guy from USC, he's linebacker for a Colt. He's from SC State. It's Darius Leonard. Oh yeah, dude, he's, he's an amazing. He's he, he was the defensive <laughs> rookie of the year last year, but dude. that he he has stepped up so strong with the leadership role in that defensive unit. And right now, I think they're number one or number two fantasy in the, in the fantasy rankings defensively. But uh-huh. uh, their team has just played above and beyond expectations, right. but especially we on the defensive them. end. Oh no, we all we we all sold hard on the Colts of the in the pregame. Wow. I'll roll the tape. We all sold them right. down the river and over we the woods it. they went. <laughs> like, but uh, no, big shout out to how the Colts have been playing. Uh, the Browns have been surprising a lot of people. I think this NFL week is going to be very uh, interesting for sure. The big headline: the the Bill O'Brien departure in Houston. 
Houston. We'll see how regime change does in, in Houston as they don't have a GM right now. Officially, I think they have an acting GM, uh, but they have uh, Romeo Cornell as the head coach. So we'll see how Jim's lock go or his upset rather goes in that. I think it's a smart one. Um, and there's there's just a lot of good games this week, but the COVID issue severely impacts things. You have a Chiefs Bills game that was scheduled for the Thursday night game next week. So I mean, you know, you're gonna have to shift things around with that. You've got you've got a lot of things on the mend. Uh, you know, Titans Texans next Sunday. So yes. you know, Tennessee needs to get their stuff together and get it tight. But uh, we'll keep you guys updated on all things NFL, and we'll see how all of our locks and upsets uh, fare this week. But uh, before we go, we've been deep in the baseball playoffs, and Tiny, Mm -hmm. our resident baseball, uh, I won't say fanatic, I'll say our baseball savant. He's a he's our he's our baseball aficionado. Uh, Tiny's got some off topic for us dealing it with a uh, great ascension for some teams in the baseball playoffs and a great loss for the baseball world. Tiny, what do you have for us? An off topic? Yeah, I'll start with a quick update of what we got going on um, in baseball. Uh, some of these games are currently being played, mm-hmm. but uh, my overall take is uh, right now we have like three out of four almost definites uh, of what most people thought would be the collision course towards the World Series. Mm -hmm. So the one that's not maybe going to happen is the Yankees Rays. They're down 2-1, but they're up 4-1 in the eighth right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And if they pull it off, they force an elimination game, which they they could definitely win. Um, And they would face the Astros, which uh, is the heel of the MLB uh, Mm -hmm. now after all their scandals, but it would be so 2020 if they won. Um, I'm still I'm stealing that quote from Malcolm, but it's true. Um, and then in the National League, uh, the Braves have clinched. Um, mm-hmm. I'll shoot it to Jim for his celebratory analysis in a second. And uh, besides that, the Dodgers are up 2-0 against the Padres, who are super exciting. But uh, the Dodgers will likely close this out with their pitching staff. Um, but I want to say in the National League, uh, the Dodgers-Braves is a lot of what was supposed to happen last year. Um from, mm-hmm. from all accounts, but it ended up being the Cinderella Nats. Yeah, uh, somebody's team came and ruined it all. Yeah, we ruined it, we ruined it all. Uh, so I, I had to throw that in. I had to throw that in there. Uh, but I'm also going to throw it to Jim because he really supported uh, my team's run to the title. So I'm pulling for his Braves this year um, as a show of solidarity and friendship. And I want to get his uh, relatively quick reaction. You know, don't be too emotional but uh jim uh jim break down um how you feel about the braves this year and and how they've kind of come to where they are over the past three years as such a clever organization they don't they don't do the free agent thing that much but so just uh, talk about the braves for you know not 20 minutes but you know get, get, get some opinions in there uh jim um like well you're right uh when you say that they're a they're a clever organization um they like to build from within and develop um young talent um 
one thing that's been encouraging, especially since Bobby Cox left, uh, you know, who is a Hall of Fame manager, uh, but uh, they are more and more willing to bring up young players out of the out of the minor system, uh, like Ozzy Alpes, like uh, Ronaldo Cunha, mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of let them have let them have their free reign, swing yeah. away. If you like a pitch, do it. Uh, play good defense. Don't make mistakes, and we're going to trust you. Uh, one other kind of pillar, I would say, of the Braves organization is uh, a focus on pitching. They want to develop pitchers, uh, and they want to develop young pitchers. Uh, one thing to note here is that the Braves in this, uh, in in both of these series uh, against the Reds and then uh, now against the Marlins, they threw two rookies uh, as starters, and both rookies uh, came away with wins, uh, decision wins, which you know is a pretty you know amazing feat uh, in the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> so the Braves, you know, they're young. Uh, they um, they take a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they fuck around on the base paths with their base running because Acuna and Albies are so fast. Um, you know, if, if you see one of them coming into second base, neither is going to be wearing their helmet. Uh, that's the style mm-hmm. of play that these guys are all about. Um, and it really is remarkable that the bats are waking up uh, right now. They're becoming hot at the plate. And the top of their order, one through five, is just devastating. Um, having Freddie Freeman back cleanup, but then be followed by Marcella Zunia mm-hmm. as a pitcher, uh, I would just not want, you know, to face any of that. Um, so, you know, this is the first time that they have advanced to the NLCS since 2001. Um, <clears throat> Ozzy Albies and Ronald Cunha were three years old in 2001, uh, which is kind of, a, you know, a funny sort of like grandfatherly uh, uh, type of story to tell. Um, you know, as for uh, who the Braves might face in the next round, you know, they're going to get the winner of this Dodgers-Padres series. Uh, I've been actively rooting for the Padres all season long, you know, once they, you know, they started up um, in the mm-hmm. fashion they did and then uh, the Padres made it into the playoffs. The Padres are like the Braves, you know, they're just, they're very young and also at the same time just so, you know, crazy and fun to watch while they play baseball. Um, they've got a decent pitching staff. You know, they picked up Clevinger um, over the course of the season. Uh, and, you know, Clevinger has been dealing with injury, so he hasn't been himself. He was pulled in the first inning mm-hmm. uh, in, in game one against the Dodgers. Um, but that I think, you know, if if there is any redeeming sort of experience for the year of 2020 in the United States, yeah. a Braves-Padres NLCS would be a ton of fun, um, <laughs> especially if it goes to seven games uh, because all of the players on, on their roster from top to bottom, all of them are just like these firebrand, wonderful personalities that are so fun to watch. Um, so, you know, for our listeners out there who are mostly nationals fans, mm-hmm. um, keep your eye on the NLCS uh, just because it's going to be very, very cool, regardless of who the Braves, you know, end up having to play. Um, the final thing that I'll say then about baseball is that fuck the ass. And it sucks that they moved on. Well, 2020 has, uh, they, they just basically say, well, the best I can give you is the uh, Dodgers Astros World oh, Series rematch and an Astros right win. He said it here. 
Malcolm, how do you feel about the MLB postseason? It to me, I, I've been watching a little bit of more of what, like the athletics. I watched a little. I keep an eye on the Braves, but um, I would like to see a Braves Astros final if that's mm-hmm. possible. I don't know if that matches up. Yes, that's possible. The Astros went into a weird fucking switch divisions in our lifestyle lifetime and switched conferences. Mm. So mm-hmm. whatever. And the Braves are the Braves won their series in the Astros stadium, mm. you know, because now they're all in a playoff bubble. I have nothing left to care <laughs> about in this sport because my White Sox lost severely to the Oakland A's in a first round. And they look so A's. good. I like the A's a lot too. There's a stadium out here that's Oakland A's stadium. Unless it's Ozzy Gee and we're not ever gonna win again in Chicago. So it is what it is. <laughs> Apparently he liked Castro or something. I don't know. He's not allowed back. So I don't get you. He got it. He got it. I don't know. He got blackballed in baseball. I mean, Ozzy Gian's a no-go in Chicago anymore. But, yeah, baseball's – the postseason's great for the Braves fans right now. But the, the Padres do look cool. I really think the Padres have a chance of being this year's Nationals, uh, you know, I hope per so. se. I team to make well i mean the in a in a way atlanta could also be kind of you know the 2020s national you know uh because going into coming into last year Mm -hmm. um you know the nats were they had a great great roster uh they had a great uh you know top four of the of the starting lineup and the 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 staff is was amazing Mm -hmm. um but the braves uh just to put one final point on this the braves are a ton of fun because you know this is the first time that they have won a postseason game mm-hmm. since 2001. Furthermore, they have won every single of the five postseason games they played in this year. They have outscored their opponents 24 to 5 in those five postseason games. They have um, shut out uh, their opponents in four of mm-hmm. those games. They gave up five runs uh, randomly in the first game, uh, you know, uh, against the Marlins. Um, but, the, you know, yeah. as I said, like their, their bats have, have woken up somehow and they're just like slaying the ball all over the place. Uh, they hit home runs, it seems like almost like every day, uh, which is a ton of fun. Um, so yeah, the offense is a lot of fun. The pitching staff is very, very good and very deep. Uh, so I like the Braves a lot. I um, I would put yeah. them against anybody right now. Yep, they'll fail. They'll fail with that wonderful oh, pitch. No. They'll we, fail we, with we, that we, wonderful pitching staff. Too early. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, go, you go win one World Series with Tom Glavin. Like, these are questions we gotta ask ourselves. You, Make you sure. give me Tom Glavin. You give me Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, Greg Maddox, Kevin Millwood, and win one fucking World Series, and tell me that the, yes, this this franchise isn't cursed. Cursed. <laughs> that was my hand hitting the microphone because I had to inflect it with air quotes. But speaking of great pitchers, and speaking yeah. of all time great uh, pitching staffs in general, uh, the same. St. Louis Cardinals great uh, Bob Gibson passed away recently. Uh, Tiny, I believe you had uh, some thoughts on his uh, tragic passing. Yeah, I mean, I have some stuff prepared and it feels like I'm doing this too much with some fallen greats, but it just keeps happening. I think it's good that uh, for those that knew them, it's a nice period of reflection and for those who didn't, it's a nice period of some education Mm -hmm. um, on on some great players uh, and 
coaches in sports. So tonight it's Bob Gibson. Uh, real quick, running down some stats. He finished his career with 251 wins, over 3,000 strikeouts, uh, a two-time World Series winner, two Cy Youngs, uh, nine All-Star nominations. Uh, I like this one. Nine Gold Gloves. Uh, wow. He threw a no hitter. He threw no hitter in 1971, and he was also the 1968 NL MVP, which doesn't MVP doesn't happen for pitchers often. It's not unheard of, mm-hmm. but um, and you know he also one time this is kind of random. He hit five home runs in a season, uh, which <laughs> is is not the record, but it's pretty strong. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, for a pitcher. And then I also so cool. also so those are the stats. But what I remember him most for is just like stories um, from my dad about him mm-hmm. and my dad as a pitcher helping teach me pitch. And he was one of those intimidating competitive players you ever saw. I mean, if you ever get to see those old highlights of him, like he epitomized the idea of like brushing back players and controlling the plate. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're trying to crowd the plate on him, he will throw at you and he's totally fine. with it. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he will fight you too. If you take umbrage to it. So that's like the like lore of him. Um, but more specifically, uh, also this is really random. It's in my notes. He briefly played for the Harlem Globetrotters before he decided on baseball. Um, I did not know that. Uh, he was a standout. Just, he was a standout basketball player yeah. at, um, oh. uh, I think Iowa State. Right? He was from Omaha, and just um, yeah, he was from Omaha, and yeah. just a great athlete. So it's not surprising. Um, but he mm-hmm. ended up being really known for how great of a World Series player he was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, he was a two-time champion. But uh, in the '64 series, uh, he won two out of his three games um, that he pitched, which is great. But even greater in the '67 series, he pitched three. Com- complete game wins. Um, so that's basically carrying the series, you know, Yeah, no. Uh, as far as like starting <laughs> three games out of, you know, however many and winning three yeah. of them in complete game fashion and saving your bullpen. I mean, so uh, that's like my little education on uh, the legend of Bob Gibson. Uh, rest in peace. But uh, I just wanted our, our listeners to either relearn about that or learn about it for the first time. Thank you, Tiny. Yeah, no, he's uh, he, he is one of the all time great definitely and uh his influence on the game um will be definitely a long-lasting influence in terms of uh pitching in general but i highly recommend going and watching his uh the highlights from mm-hmm. that 67 series mm-hmm. um of his pitching because it is just if you are into you know baseball pitching porn um <laughs> yeah i mean the the stuff that he was delivering uh that entire series was just phenomenal uh, one thing that I will say is that he also famously pitched wearing a sweatshirt under his jersey, mm-hmm. uh, even throughout like the summer months of the season, which is, um, you know, I guess uh, keep your arm warm. Definitely. <laughs> and I mean, you, you you know, the late 60s into the mid 70s were really uh, some of the biggest golden years for pitchers in baseball history. I mean, it was it was a class of its own at that time. But uh, we we will be back and better than ever next week. Uh, check in with all of our games of the weeks this week, uh, or excuse me, game of the week this week. Uh, we also have all of our locks and picks. I will get our records up. I don't think that I'm doing well. So we'll see who's in first place out of us. But I know that I have not gotten a few right. So we'll see where we are 
are. But uh, we'll be back and better than ever next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll have a recap on the NBA Finals by then. Uh, maybe we'll have a Game 7. We'll see. We'll see where we go from there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll most likely have a, a Lakers championship tomorrow uh, next week to talk about. And we'll have more NFL action to discuss. Hopefully, we can get the uh, COVID outbreaks in check in the NFL and have some sort of uh, progression in a mature adult manner into following protocol uh, and just basically um, going about things in a professional manner on the aspect of the NFL and get us the games on the days that they say they're going to play them. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but as always for the sports, the show, I'm DJ Pat Nasty and I'm here with Danny and Dr. Jim. And as always from Arizona, Malcolm Marzette. Malcolm, always good to talk to you, but we will catch you guys next week on the sports the show. For the welfare recipients, sugar water babies and baby mamas, home study graduates, the 5%, the 10%, and 85ers. Flow comfortable, this shit is easy. Cause my beginnings dealt with crazy sorrow, lost a lot of homies to the game. Most of them were slain, and they didn't even bang. Rest in peace to Raymond James, never forgotten. This life is cold, but fuck it, I'm hustling. Breaking down O's till it's on and popping, and ain't got time for you stank broads. Cause you got locked, don't make you hard, nigga Cause my bitch even went to jail for bank fraud I promise, for my shit ends I'm getting ends and getting in For my niggas sitting in the pen Mean mugging, extreme thugging Making sure they seeds never go hungry It's no tomorrow once the dough is swallowed That's blood, sweat, tears, sorrow To the home we lost, Gary Smith The car accident, you know what I'm I'm a product of Project Blocksware, cops in poverty, Knoxware, college hardly is optional, it's just a place to party at, so many obstacles to make it through, some pray to Jesus, ignoring the facts, but can't escape the truth. While the rich folk study Dianetics My granny suffers from being a diabetic Yo, so fuck you Plus your weak religion In disguise All rise, it's the all wise True and living and live I'm here to revive the spirit of my peoples with pride Above the number six to rise I got you hypnotized even when I improvise I officialize while most mystify The earth is space Space is an earth so I don't need to kiss the sky My body's the temple where everything exists inside But we were stripped of that so now we borrow Shedding blood, sweat, tears, sorrow Six pack. My nigga,
rap song. Turn the music up.
Dripping on the bricks like Dion. I fucked up the summer. I did. Make sure you tell them niggas back there in the office count numbers. Don't ever judge a book by the cover. Bitch, judge a cook by how it bubbles. Stove. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Page of conductor knack, nigga. Superman knack. Yeah. Captain knack sparrow. Ha ha. Lo pirata. Niggas took him back from the past without me having to manifest through this fly lift. My, my nigga Fuji was the heart of my tragic ally. Fools. My nigga Diamond was my partner and my first barber. Yo, the body. nigga had me late night. Studio with other Guala Guala niggas talking numbers. No, now the hustle be jumping like Cowabunga. Hit Trash. you niggas with fat shit. Threat you know was never 28. Never needed to hustle OT, but niggas come from OT to see What me. So my connection was impeccable. Now exceptional yeah. bones used to bring them through when they was blue. He let me hold a few, then the feds came a week old. The pressure was uncontrollable, yo. It's time to get this money back and longer. Better have your ratchet on your crips, California. Dominicans don't pay for Mars in the Heights. Selena Lawrence, Santa Domingo. Get the grams of the grass to the gringo. You focusing on your next singles. I'm with your bitch trying to mingle. Rich, Puerto Rico, Francisco. Bring them in through Haiti, Coast Guard. Easier to pay off. We ain't playing games and ain't trying to take a day off. 2010, I made a hundred in the street. Niggas furious. Thotties watch my elevation. Plus, weird niggas hating on me and they was curious. Black toast made a living luxurious. Everything we touch in the golden state like the warriors, nigga. Yeah, it's just alchemy, my nigga. Whoa, go Versace frame, live glorious. You know the story, kid. You know, nigga, you know, nigga, you know. Nigga, you know, nigga, you know the vibes. Yo, uh, these niggas hate to see me winning. Hate that. I fell off the jungle gym and then I started whipping right. At the blink of an eye, we went from slap boxing to pistol fights. My little Puerto Rican bitch will come give you a kiss tonight. I sniff a white shit, you fuck around. That was impolite. Baby, I'm just living my life. You only get one, so just live it right. None of this shit came overnight. Took so many long days of sacrifice. I'm just living my afterlife. Just made another 20,000 sitting at the light. They say to raise a man to take a village. Uh, I run a real business. I ain't just trying to maintain an image. And talk niggas to death by how I'm a crazy spitter. But I will talk your ass to death by how I made six figures. And as far as the ones left, ain't that many real niggas. I was thinking small too till my money got bigger. Niggas couldn't fuck with me since El Camino won. Richest nigga under 30, and that's all my son. On Bruce Banner, my clique brought a few blamers. Flee, I'm finna make a movie. Watch me whip on two cameras. Have to flip the weight. My savage just ate. Talking about one's pussy, get you smacked with this eight. Fish scale frying while your clique still lying. Ain't no plastic on my ratchet, nigga. This real iron. Me and Lord West connect down in some set with vests. 20 shots in the sky, nigga, come catch the rest. Big choppers rolling in the cherry red Bentley. Yeah, I'm light on my feet, but I'm heavy with the semi. Rockin' palm angels, youngest poppin' long bangers. Yeah, you know the vibes. When I pop up, the song changes. Flea Delgado, three plates, four verse. You can hate, but I'll wipe you off the face of the earth. Bustin' two fifties, left some resi on the counter. Phone ringing off the hook. The cook be ready in the hour. Whip, whip, huh? whip. I said the phone ringing off the hook. Whip, be ready in an hour.
Kush God, bitch. The fly guy sent the smoke signal and I appeared out the pound. Let me give you a little jump. You wanna see a nigga socially distant? Give a broke nigga a 10 pack. Look, I represent the hustles, the dons, rap purists, uh, separate the bosses from bums, pack stillers. Right. I never wanna hear about consignment, it's that serious. Really? I don't take advice from niggas that fly you spirit. Can't trust a nigga that fly spirit. Top tier since my appearance. Uh, they frontin' on you, tell them SMD, that's what the Henny said. Saying I'm underrated, who made the ratings anyway? Hundred million dollar thinker, you won't just pay me anything. Uh, 41 millimeters, kid purchase. Right. Wifey got some startup money, no big purses. Right. Can't put you in position, it's a disservice. Uh. And I still get emotional when I hear nip verses. Victory lap as I'm burning this ounce. Uh. Run down on you with burners, they sending threats from burner accounts. More work, I done furthered the count. You been hustling all your life and still you ain't earn this amount. They like, don't fuck up the price, Dizza. Doggy, your method ain't working, throw your hustle in rice, nigga. Night night, niggas. Hey yo, the K shooter. In the spray in your face like great Muda. I break the big eight on the 40 setting plate. I keep a bitch like Luna Vachon. Take him to the country. Triple my bomb. Triple H with the sledgehammer. Meet me with three suits at the wreck. That's fair grimmer. Two books got me a veggie bomb Locked down at 10, I got the mic away from 950 Don't touch my shit, cut the bottom of the my bucket Don't get none of it, no I told you he could get in with an onion He was frontin' like he had one That's why them Latin kings stabbed him already He had to join on him, ain't shot nothing. Lord library bloody See your time and slip those son with a fat ass I been could've fucked the who last digits so five five Children hospital niggas every time we wake up Somebody gon' die, somebody gon' die Hey yo remember T dot nigga We used to cut the bottom of the motherfucking mop buckets nigga Put six rices and motherfucking eight soups in that shit Mrs. Dash and Goya I don't know what the fuck, I don't know what all the seasonings you had, but nigga, when you dumped the rice out, nigga, the bottom of that shit was burgundy, nigga. We don't fucking play around. I wore 10 green, all that shit. 055, nigga. Free slide, he 019, though. DC Black Criselta 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 by Fashion Rap by Fashion Rap Why does it do so well? Um because of the art. That's what I'm saying. I put art first. I put art first before everything I do. Bro! 
need it I pray I never go back, not a day in it But if I do, keep my locket fat Face in the really stock and cap, I'm shot like that On a nigga, drop down. Niggas ain't built for the fist, so shots might follow if a more exists. X marks the spot like a treasure map. Tales from the hood, call it murder rap. A few bad bitches and some cocktails. My niggas getting money, taking no L's. Hell on earth, that's the sad truth. Truth be told in the vocal booth. Fire in the air that's smoking. Money on the line, have a bad bitch scoping. Yeah. Uh, that's that 83. Car plushed out with that fat gold leaf. Yeah. I'm just blowing my weed. Fish. Trying to get what get I need. Yeah. Uh, that's that 83. Car plushed out with that fat gold leaf. I'm just blowing my weed. Trying to get what I need. Yeah. Sucker MCs like Rev Run Stack a couple bags, nigga, on one Two, three, I'm a motherfucking G Lynch mob on the nigga, all eyes on me A bad little bitch sipping Grey Goose Rick James on a whole nigga, bust loose Hood niggas on approach, dollar signs, man Double couple times, watch the money game Sunrise, that's another day 40 on a nigga, jail major way. Sting like a B, Ali. Eight been counting, thank me. Chill pushed up in the 83. Looking at these niggas like you owe me. Bitches say they love me cause I'm so cheap. Half inch cuff with a gold tee. Pocket full of stones like I'm Bun B. Once again, it's on, nigga, on me. on me. I sport a hand bone like I'm OG. OG. Every hood in my city, niggas know me. know me. Niggas give it up, but they low key. Plotting on my butter, nigga, blow me. No homo when I pull up in the fofo. Raise down the window and get the dumping off the fofo. That's that 83. Car plushed out with that fat gold leaf. I'm just blowing my weed. Trying to get what I need. Yeah. Uh, that's that 83. Car plushed out with that fat gold leaf. 
I'm just blowing my weed, trying to get what I need. Yeah. If I had a watch, nah, yeah, if I had a 
look Every Cuban link is at least a kilo Versus by the machine and the beat from Primo I do it for the streets when I release a single No, I'ma always keep it a C-note, honey The Mac in back of the Charger My youngin' line you up clean, you ain't gotta go back to your barber They love me for the fact that I'm actually harder I'm probably sold crack to your mother and smack to your father Can't get to you, then we whacking your daughter Probably rap her in the carpet, let her body go splash in the hardwood yeah. Smoking wax while I'm blasting the Carter I ain't never satisfied, so I have to go harder. Story on my life, every chapter I author. Keep, 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 yeah. keep, 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 Body on the pistol, the blicky is dirty Two shooters by the door and they gripping the 30 That's why they both got 50 pointers like Mitchell and Murray Thought he was running down, we clipping him early They checking my release dates, them niggas is worried Caught me lacking before, but it didn't disturb me Cause I just dropped another bag, I'm getting them buried Violators, then you know it's beef I'm from where the fiend clean your whole backyard just to smoke a piece Little brother still keep the pole in reach I try to tell them, bro, you freak. You already gave them crackers nine years of your life. That's four behind the wall, another five on post release. Keeping it raw, but you know the streets last no more. Keeping it, keeping it raw, nothing lasts no more. It's only right. Yeah, machine, bitch. DJ Premier. You know this is for the culture. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> this shit had to happen, nigga. You gotta have the illest MC and the illest producer of all time on the same fucking record. Doing what we do best. Rest in peace, Guru. Rest in peace, Prodigy. Rest in peace, Shinga. Keeping it raw. Rest in peace, DJ Shay. Keeping it yeah. raw. <laughs> raw. Nothing lasts no more. It's only right.